There we go. There we go. We are live on episode 43 of the We All Serve podcast. Welcome to the 43rd conversation with my friend, my brother, the one, the only Angel Torres. Angel, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I just really happy. Things have been so good lately, the last week and this week. And, and, uh, a lot of love from uh, people that listen to our podcast and reaching out to me and and and, and wanting to be involved, telling telling me things like it really touched me. You know, uh, the the message and the authenticity of it just gets me jazzed up, man. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. And uh, well, I, I I well, I'm I'm gonna go out on a whim over here, and I'm just going to say congratulations publicly to the whole. And the whole podcast world, I don't know what we call it, um, is I'm sure tuning in. Um, but Angel, um, you have gotten started with uh, some new adventures and we are excited for you. So we could leave it there if you'd like. No, no. I started uh, recently uh, with Ernst & Young, a, a big four consulting firm. And the whole journey to to get that position with them was uh, long and it gave me a, a lesson in patience and just tenacity and just sticking to it. And I'll tell you what, it feels so worth it right now because they're treating me so well. The onboarding process is like nothing I've ever experienced. And, and I just, uh, I'm just really grateful um, for all the people that supported me over the time it, and, you know, my business and stuff. And I just feel like I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. Yeah. So, well, what I, I want to pull, I want to, I want to um, uh, play, uh, pay it forward. And, and when I actually, know where when i know where my shoes are <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you if you know where the where where, where the bathrooms were and uh, over there but yeah you listen we're in the world of covid so you don't even need to go in so as long as tina tells you where the bathrooms are at home you're probably good she um, does but, she grunts she grunts and elbows me but yeah. hey if i can i want to talk about the um real briefly about the vanessa guillen uh, memorial that happened last Please. week um uh, specialist Vanessa Guillen, we did a uh, national uh, LULAC, Legally United Latin American Citizens, reached out and said, Chicago, can you get can you get some people together and, and do and go live with us? And it was just so great to join in on that and and uh, and creating um, uh, legislation and 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 support for such an important piece of uh, legislation. It's so, so awesome that you did it. I was watching on social media and I know that similar um, similar gatherings. Um, have taken place all over the country. I mean, it's it's been it's been quite a year, and I, I can tell you that I know that uh, you know there's a lot of efforts on the way to make changes, and changes sometimes are hard. And um, I was telling you what I'm involved in. Like even you're in the middle of it. You're like right. Th- well, not even in the middle. You're at the tip of the spear, if you will. I mean, right there at the where everything happens. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, literally geographically, but also, I mean, bottom line, I feel a unique responsibility. Actually, I'm going to hold this up over here, borrowing somebody's office over here. But this is Operation, there we go, Operation Ironclad. And this is the local effort, um, and I'm privileged to be involved in it and basically creating a more inclusive, trustworthy, respectful environment. And it's really, it's those things. It starts with the fundamentals, and that's that's what really contributes to making the difference. So uh, while I, th- I, I think it's awesome that they, that they dedicated a, a gate at Fort Hood, and I think that that's great. I actually talked about this last night in an event I was involved in, that the physical piece is important. It's far, far, far more important the uh, the meaningful changes that are being made, and what I was about to say, and connecting the dots with your with your new role, um, 
and 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 everything. It's really it is about paying it forward, and it is. And I know that you will, and I know that you have been ever since you came out of well the wrong branch, um, but the Navy. You came out, and you've continued to make sure that your lessons about your transition have been uh, relevant and impactful to uh, to people. And I know you're going to have an even larger platform. And I know that you this uh, probably in many ways frees you up to actually do more. Uh, it does. Yeah, I know. That's the trust me. I know from the world of entrepreneurship. Like in some ways, coming into the army, it's like, wow, I actually have time on my hands. It's I got to check with the legal guys. All the stuff I can do and can't do, though. I mean, their their uh, compliance and and uh, uh, regulations on independence, and and I can't invest in certain companies, and they're they're really strict. It's pretty great. I was like, wow. You guys are assuming well, I have money goal, to invest in anybody. <laughs> my goal out of today's podcast is really just to make sure that we only get you in trouble five times for things that you say. No more. So there High we go. Hopes. High hopes. High hopes. High hopes. So before we bring in our guest, um, I, as always, want to make sure that we are uh, uh, making sure that people are clicking subscribe, rate, review, and Angel, what else? Share. Share. Share, right. subscribe, call your buddy. And especially if you have someone that that um, they feeling alone or they feel like someone doesn't understand them or the transition is too hard, you know, we're just a click and a share away from from changing someone's life and, and having an impact or saying the right thing at the right time and making a difference. So that's why we do this. Amen. Absolutely. And next week we've got uh, Court Harris. You want to talk about Court? Yeah, Court is a, a West Point guy. I won't hold that against him. He is an amazing, amazing uh, uh, professional. I, very, uh, he's done so many things to help my business. He's the chairman of the board for the Chicago Executive Airport. He runs veteran hiring and veteran programs for um, Chamberlain Advisors, which their chairman is um, another West Point guy. I was Matt Shockman. And uh, the things that they do at, at Chamberlain to um, – mitigate the transition and, and help them find help veterans find positions in the financial sector is really, really groundbreaking stuff. So I'm super excited about what he's doing. Yeah. I'm really excited for that conversation. That's uh, Tuesday next week, same time, same place. And as a friend of mine used to say, same socks, but um, well, you know, I don't want to, that might get you in trouble. So that, that might already be one against. Uh, so so I said it, I didn't say it, but speaking of someone that pays it forward and does a lot to help veterans, our guest today, Saul Newton, is the executive director for Wisconsin Chamber of Commerce. And and rather than sit here and read his bio, I'm going to tell you what Chicago, uh, what uh, Wisconsin Chamber of Commerce means to veteran Chamber of Commerce means to me. And Saul, you jump in and correct me if you can virtually slap me in the head for getting it wrong. That's okay too. But what they do is it's every city or state has a chamber of commerce and it's where all the businesses come together and they create these environments where they can work together and, and collaborate and help each other's businesses grow lessons learned uh, knowledge share and, and 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 partnership driven kind of stuff well what Saul do, Saul's organization does is it, it it is that and you add in the the uh, relationship of people that are either veterans themselves, veteran business owners, or they're veteran supporters and they want to be involved in veteran-owned businesses, hiring veterans, or veteran initiatives, whether it be not-for-profit or for-profit businesses. So what Saul does is Saul like, herds, herds the cattle, if you will, and brings everyone together, kind of guides the strategy and the, uh, the, vis the vision of what's going to happen with uh, Wisconsin Veteran Chamber of Commerce. Did I get it right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a really good um, 
a really good description of what we do. I like to say that anytime business issues and veterans issues overlap, uh, any issues within that Venn diagram, that's that's what we focus on. Uh, our vision is to make Wisconsin the most veteran-friendly state in the country. And the way that we do that is by working to expand economic opportunity for veteran service members and their families by engaging directly with veteran-owned and veteran-friendly businesses. I noticed one piece that uh, Angel probably intentionally left out of your bio. I did. I did. Is that you served in the Army, in the infantry <laughs> from 2009 through 2012. And I know you deployed to Afghanistan. And that is obviously makes you credible and makes you uh, obviously, uh, I know you are so passionate about the advocacy that you're doing, the, the membership opportunities. And we'll, we'll dive into a number of those different areas, but let's start, let's start there. I always uh, go in this direction with those that have put on the uniform, all kidding aside, any uniform, um, and, uh, and talk about what, what brought you into the military? What caused you to enlist? And, uh, and, and tell us uh, a little bit about your, your family background that led to that decision. Sure. Was the I... Navy recruiter closed that day? Just trying to make sure. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Navy recruiter was, was out to lunch, uh, was out to lunch when I went to the recruiting station. Um, no, I, I grew up in, in, uh, uh, the Milwaukee area. Um, I'm the only one in my, my family, uh, to, to have, to have served. I didn't have any parents or grandparents that, that served, um, Really, the the way it wound up in the military was uh, after I graduated from high school, I uh, uh, went to college for a few years and, and realized that uh, it just wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, you know, college wasn't right for me at that point, uh, but I was fortunate to have some really good friends who had a military background. And so um, I talked to them a little bit and, uh, and wound up enlisting in, in 2009. Um, and I can't, I can't really explain why I... Uh, why I chose infantry as an as an MOS, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that I did. I, I made some really great friendships. I learned a lot. Had some really great experiences. Uh, so I joined. Uh, I, I enlisted right at the height of the uh, the surge in Afghanistan. Uh, so after I got out of after I got of out of uh, basic training, which is for for infantry in the army, it's a combined basic training and and AIT. Um, I was, I was deployed is. within a couple of months. Advanced individual training. Thank you. I think I think that's what the acronym stands for. Right. We'll go um, with that. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> um, I, I've lost a lot of the, the knowledge of the acronyms uh, over the last few years. I want, just because it's gone, I wouldn't say you lost it. My wife is in the room and she's learning those acronyms. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I just repressed it. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I was uh, I was deployed just a couple of months after I, I got out of basic. Um, I was in the Kandahar. Uh, I was in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan in a in a region called the Argandab River Valley. Uh, so um, that was that was where we focused, uh, and and I was there for about thirteen months. Wow. I mean, usually, by the way, it is the folks that um, don't know why they joined the infantry that that's, you know, they, they, they probably were drinking something before they went into the recruiter's <laughs> office and they ended up infantry. And there you go. Um, so actually, now I want to I want to switch uh, gears to the tail end of, of your time in service. You served only for a couple of years. Tell us what <laughs> what made you decide to get out. And I know the reason I'm asking this question is because you are involved with veterans that are entering business and vet veterans that are in business. So what was that experience like? What caused you to get out? 
And and how was your transition? Um, you know, the the reason that that my length of service was so short was was partially accidental and impartially just kind of the way things worked out. Um, when I got back from Afghanistan, I, I was really uh, I was really motivated and, and kind of fired up. Um, I I was starting to progress. You know, I, I became a team leader and all of the things that you do as a Joe. Uh, when when uh, you start to get a little bit of experience under your belt. Uh, and then, uh, so I was stationed in Colorado uh, and at, uh, at Fort Carson um, and Colorado has some crazy weather. And uh, so one morning uh, during PT, I just happened to, to slip and fall and, and blew out my knee. And, and that was, uh, that was the, the end of my, my military career. Um, it was just a couple of months uh, until I was up for re-enlistment, so I wasn't med boarded or, or anything like that. Um, but it just happened to work out that that I got injured right as I was coming up for for enlistment. Um, I had actually been working to uh, see and what other options out? I might have. You had a jacked up knee, and they still let you get out. <laughs> Turns out that uh, a team leader with a jacked up knee who who can't really train or or do PT isn't much use in an infantry unit. So. Um, <laughs> That's but, weird. Uh, I, I just I ask because a lot of times when you're doing your separation physical, they'll screen mm -hmm. things like that, or they're supposed to screen things like that. And um, we talk we talk about systematic systemic challenges with the military, yeah. and they're yeah. supposed to screen you and say, "Hey, this guy isn't as good as when when we got him." So one of two <laughs> things going to happen: we're going to med board him and give him a rating, or we're going to fix him and then yeah. send him on his way. Yeah. It sounds like none of that happened. No, no, uh, not that, uh, not that that I I experienced. I I don't know if they um, if I just missed a step in the in the process. Um, you know, it was it was a fairly uh, fairly accelerated uh, process uh, just because I was so close from uh, from ETSing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I had actually been looking at you know possibly dropping a, a packet to try to go to selection or or doing some other uh, some other training. Uh, if I stayed in, but just wasn't in the cars. So your trans your transition out of out of the military <laughs> to Shalom's point, your transition. So, and I, this kind of has me curious. I'm curious how you went from uh, army soldier to I'm the executive director of of this <laughs> really freaking big business because there's other places like chicago we've talked to you I've, I've talked to you at length about building one here in chicago and the lessons learned the things you guys have done are really groundbreaking you have massive legislative support how did how did that transition hit but did you fall into it were you just in the right place at the right time yeah yeah I, I think uh i think that that's what it really boils down to the the short story is that after i got out of the military i, I went back to school um and when i was finishing up with with school um, I was doing the things that you do when you're looking for a job. Uh, and that's basically having coffee with anybody that will give you 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and so one of the people that I had known from, uh, from prior to, to enlisting uh, was a guy who uh, founded the Wisconsin LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Um, and in that organization... Did not uh, know they had one. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's it's uh, they've gotten national awards. It's a, it's a really great organization, and so we were having coffee, and and um, you know I, I just happened to ask him, is there a similar type of 
organization out there for military veterans. You know, I certainly, you know, his organization was very built out, but I was like, you know, I, I certainly try to be an ally, but I don't personally identify as LGBT. So I don't know if I would be the, you know, that would be the right place for me, but an organization like that for veterans, um, you know, that's something I'd really like to get involved in. And, and he said, uh, he told me that there wasn't, and, and not only wasn't there anything like that in, in the state of Wisconsin, there really wasn't much of anything like that nationwide. Um, there were a couple of states at that point that had a veteran chamber of commerce or business association or something along those lines. Uh, but I was really surprised. And I was more surprised when I started looking into and doing some research and finding out that veterans are, are about 50% more likely to, to be self-employed and to start businesses. Uh, one in four military veterans say that they either want to or they have started a business. Um, Wisconsin is home to about 55,000 veteran-owned businesses across the state. Uh, and the more I started looking into it, the more uh, there seemed to be the, these uh, points of connection between economic issues and, and veterans' issues. And so I like to joke that being the, uh, the enterprising young E4 I was, I just decided to, to start one. And, and so um, I figured out how to form a nonprofit organization. I found three people who were willing to be on our initial board of directors, and I, I wrote a, a press release saying that we're going to have a happy hour in Milwaukee. And I went to Costco and got some pretzels. And that was our, that was our first event. Um, we had Did a, you mirror we had the LBGT hour. model, like the build out of the, their model? Uh, so there, there definitely have, have been some, uh, some valuable guidance coming from them yeah. um, and looking at different types of events that they offer and different programs. We, we have modeled some. Uh, there are others where uh, just the, the needs of a veteran and military affiliated populations are are more uh, are different from the needs of of the LGBT population. Yeah, uh, so touch, there's, touch, there's a little touch bit point of structures. There's still touch point structures. You know, the, oh, yeah. there are people. You know, it, the the roadmap is, is similar, even though they might be yep. a, a different street. Yep. It just the the way you go down the go down mm -hmm. on your journey is still the same. That's yeah, and, and that was really, you know, looking at other chambers of commerce, looking at economic development organizations, um, seeing how how the principles of economic development could really be applied to veteran and military populations and, and making sure that, um, you know, everything that, that the, I like to say that the private sector is just as committed as the, the public sector is to supporting and, and serving veterans. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Sean. Okay, um, so I mean, on your website, just picking up on that that point, um, on your website, you uh, talk about being. We are the Veterans Chamber, the voice of Wisconsin veteran business community, dedicated to improving the business climate for military veterans and their allies. And it's really, I mean, to think about where you came from and what you're doing, the impact you're having is truly inspirational. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the chamber looks like today. And the profiles, some of the people that are that are participating. So some of the events I know on your website right now, you have morning formation, take mm -hmm. the stress out of goals. Morning formation is probably something that when people are in uniform, maybe they don't look forward to so much, but I know your members are. So what are some of those events? Who are the members? Tell us some of the statistics and data, and most importantly, the impact that you are having. Sure. Uh, so we have 26 different programs uh, as an organization that we offer to our members. Many of those are event-based programs that we hold throughout the state. 
giving our uh, our audience an opportunity to not only learn educational information on how they can operate their business or how they can improve their workforce, uh, but also opportunities to network. And and we've obviously had to make some adjustments in the in the um, in the past year. Uh, but uh, you know, networking is is a big part of what we do. Uh, we also have marketing programs. We have direct assistance programs, including a business accelerator, as well as uh, as well as uh, workforce support for employers who are looking to recruit and retain veteran and military affiliated uh, uh, employees. Uh, we have discounts and cost savings. There's a there's a lot of forms that those uh, that those programs take. They all generally fall into one of three categories. What we call our pillars. So our first pillar is uh, business development, working with veteran business owners, veteran uh, entrepreneurs, helping them start and grow their, their businesses. Uh, all of our programming within this pillar has one of two uh, goals, either increasing their revenue or uh, helping them operate their business more efficiently by saving time and money. We also work with businesses that aren't necessarily owned by veterans, but are looking to market their products and services to uh, veteran and military customers. So, you know, that could be a coffee shop that might offer a discount on a cup of coffee. Uh, that could be a business service provider uh, that's looking to, to engage veteran-owned businesses, or it could be a company in, in uh, you know, model after USAA, where, you know, their entire business model and their entire customer demographic is is veteran and military uh, affiliated uh, individuals so um, everything that we that we do around that is is helping businesses grow their business by engaging with veteran and military populations our second pillar is workforce development uh, I think we take a pretty unique approach to workforce development in that uh, we deliberately don't engage or don't offer programs uh, to support individual job seekers. Uh, we don't have a jobs board on our website. Uh, we don't have a resume review program or job search assistance or job training. Uh, there are a lot of organizations and resources that provide that, and we would rather support those organizations that are that are providing them rather than duplicate uh, what's already in the in the ecosystem. Uh, but our focus is actually engaging directly with employers uh, to to uh, not only uh, inform them about why it, why it's in their best interest to recruit and retain veteran and military affiliated talent, but how they can go about doing that, how they can source talent, how they can uh, translate the skills and the experience and the the competencies that an individual might gain through their military experience and apply it to to their workforce. Uh, how they can engage, you know, their uh, in in larger organizations. How they can engage and support the existing military uh, affiliated employees that they have. Uh, so that's really our engagement. Our our focus with with workforce development is making sure that once a once a candidate is able to is able to kind of connect with a company, that that company is in the best position to be able to assess them accurately. And and fit them in with within their their larger organization. And that's uh, when you bring people like me in to come and, and educate the HR and the talent teams. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it uh, it. We do a lot of work around uh, employee resource groups uh, for organizations that are that are large enough to have those. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really about educating the folks that are making the hiring decisions, the HR professionals, the hiring managers, uh, teaching them not only the the value that veterans bring but then how they you know what does it mean to be an e4 
Uh, what does it mean to be an 03? What does it mean to be an 06? Uh, what are, what's the different kind of technical training that might come, come along with, uh, with military training? What are all the soft skills, you know, all the things that we know make, uh, make military candidates, uh, veteran candidates uh, successful, you know, the, the drive, the perseverance, the leadership skills, the, the responsibility and discipline and all of those kinds of things that, that employers are looking for. Uh, they just might not be able to to translate it uh, and understand how it applies to their organization. Um, and so, finally, our, our last pillar is community development, and and really what that means for us is serving as a connection point and and a facilitator for the business community to engage with the veteran and military community as a whole. Uh, Wisconsin is home to more than seventeen hundred nonprofit organizations. Uh, that are dedicated to providing service to veterans and, and military populations. Uh, and, and we want to encourage more collaboration between the business community and the veterans community. We, we want to see uh, businesses supporting organizations through community service projects and, and being involved with, uh, with donating supplies or even making uh, monetary contributions. Uh, but, uh, you know, it can be really, uh, for someone who's not intimately familiar with, with, uh, you know, this community, it can be very difficult to, uh, to navigate. And so we, we essentially act as a matchmaker to say, here's a business that might want to do some kind of veteran or military engagement. Here are some organizations that they can work with, uh, to meet their strategic goals. Uh, so that's, that's why I say we're, we're more aligned with a, with an economic development. Uh, organization, because when you look at, at how uh, you know local economic development is is really comprehensive, because you can't have a healthy business community without a healthy workforce. You can't have a healthy workforce without a high quality of life, and all of these things are interdependent upon each other. So you know our approach is rather than than uh, applying that to a specific community or, or or a specific region, we apply that to a segment of the population. What. My last, I just have one last question. Well, how many members are there in right now with uh, the Wisconsin Chamber of Commerce? That wasn't a we question, but I didn't want to know that too. Oh, sure. We we do have about three hundred members, just under three hundred members. That's the individual members. Correct. Wow. Uh, individual businesses and organizations. Wow. Um, and the time you've done this because you built some. I mean, three hundred members, three hundred businesses is pretty substantial. Um, it's, it's very substantial and. Can you think of a time that you you kind of look back at what what you and your team have built and kind of look back and go, wow, we we're moving the needle here, and just one significant event that you want to share? Um, you know, I, I think there there have been a lot. You know, we we we're, we've we've been able to have a pretty significant impact. I think, um, you know, serving individual businesses, individual entrepreneurs, uh, helping. Uh, helping folks start and, and grow their businesses and seeing them be successful. Um, but in terms of, of being the advocacy voice, I would say uh, that it was a, um, there was a bill that was passed in the Wisconsin legislature a couple of years ago that dramatically increased eligibility of veterans to participate in the, in the state supplier diversity program. Uh, previously, there had been a, 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 a disability requirement uh, that uh, of a certain level uh, in order to, to participate in, and we got that streamlined with the, with the federal VA uh, so that if you were eligible to participate in the federal VA program, you were eligible to participate in the state. And, and that was something that 
Um, I'm still, you know, very proud that we were able to work, uh, you know, bipartisan, uh, you know, bipartisan bill wow. uh, to expand opportunities for for veterans to um, to grow their business. That's that's huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's something I would hang my hat on and go home and like forget the cobble or something. That's great. No, and, and well, Angel, you touched on the advocacy piece, which which I was about to go go into. And you know, I just wanted to my my final comment over here is I I just want to say that I think I really like I've just been reflecting over the past half hour or so in what you said in in learning from the LGBTQ chamber. I, th I think it's fantastic because a lot of people don't think of veterans as, as an area of call it inclusion in the, in the traditional sense, but really it is all about for most people, for most employers, for most companies that are out there, for most individuals that are out there, they see, you know, they see differences. They see whether it's sexual orientation, whether it's gender, but also military service. And what you are doing is you are changing the paradigm. You are changing the paradigm and you're, you're creating an internal community, which is huge for camaraderie, for, for relationship building. But then you're out there advocating, which is huge. And frankly, you're out there, and I see through your website, doing a lot of marketing and advertising. And frankly, making a, creating a platform for folks to do business with the veterans community and for the veteran community to grow their market share. And for that, Obviously, I mean, we say thank you. And that's really what this, you know, this pod is all about. We all serve. It's you certainly have put on the uniform. You certainly have served and, um, you know, ended in uh, ended probably not the way you imagine. You were all hua and uh, ready to go. And then, uh, and then, you know, your little injury and uh, Angel. You know what, though? Making... Let me tell you about Saul, though. You'll never hear him complain or whine about his injury or anything. I mean, I mean and, and, and he just he's just such a positive guy. He's just so. Let's see what we can do. Let's try and make something. Let's just go forward. It's not you know the sourness about him. It's just a good energy, just a good dude. I appreciate yeah. that, Angel. And, no, and I, what I, I'm going to do over here is put up the website. And, and uh, Saul, I want to give you the opportunity uh, if you want to share, uh, you know, how people can be involved, whether it's, whether, you know, it's a veteran or whether it's just somebody out and about in the community. Maybe we have people, um, Angel knows this, we have people that tune in from like Algeria or I don't know where. Um, how can they get involved? How can they uh, be a part of the Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce? Well, well, first, we, we have members from all over the country. Uh, and so if anybody Algeria. is interested... Uh, I don't believe we have any, any uh, members in Algeria, although we would absolutely love to love to have some if if there's a way that we could be of value to them. Um, you know, I, I would say um, in terms of how to get involved with our organization, um, you know, becoming a member, if there's if there's value that we can provide to you, we certainly would love to have you as a member. Um, but, you know, look at look at uh, at even starting a, a, a chamber of commerce in your own community or in your own state. Um, or if there's one in existence, getting getting involved with them. Uh, this this concept of chambers of commerce for for veterans is spreading uh, wild is is spreading pretty uh, pretty quickly. Uh, so you know there there may be one in your community that you're not that you're not uh, uh, aware of. Um, but but lastly, I'll say you know my my motivation in starting this organization was to to really change the perception of, of veterans that I was seeing among business leaders in, in Wisconsin um, and really making sure that, that folks know the, that veterans are assets, that the, that the 
experience that is that is gained uh, through military service, whether it was three years like like me or thirty years, um, that's a that's a value and that's an asset and that's an improvement to whether it's your business uh, or or your uh, your business community, your workforce, your your community as a whole. When when we have more veterans uh, who are doing well, everybody rises, and so. Uh, if you're if you're not in in Wisconsin, uh, you know, think about ways that you can that you can kind of push that narrative and and really leverage veterans for all the the value that they bring. Well, thank you, Saul. I appreciate you coming on the cast and sharing this your your personal story. Um, I appreciate all the years that you put up my stuff. That's really that's kind of a sacrifice. We're nominating you for sainthood pretty good pretty soon <laughs> after that, but mostly the impact. Um, long term do you have and and just sticking with it and sticking to it and bringing such a being such a beacon for so many of us i i really appreciate that thank you so much for having me on and and uh the opportunity to to share my story and and uh look forward to to uh continuing to work together oh yeah no truly truly congratulations on all of your success and thank you for all that you're doing continuing to serve though lastly before we wrap over here so angel one more time um People getting, uh, you know, subscribing and uh, Court Harris, can you uh, just give a plug? Share and come on and join us next week when we have Court Harris, um, the uh, chairman of the Chicago Executive Airport and veteran advocate. He's a West Point uh, grad. Um, he uh, right now, I think he's actually he's in Northwestern doing his master's at Medill, I think. And uh, so he's a student. He's a working man. He's just a good, good guy. Yeah, well, good. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you, gentlemen, and looking forward to episode 44. We all serve. Again, make sure you're clicking that subscribe button. Till then, see you soon.